Industry Under Pressure. Innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil & Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. All right, folks. Welcome back to another. Um, oh, you know, that's a that's a blast from the past. I used to do that all the time, right? I used to do the uh, the adjectives, the opening adjectives. That's right. I uh, almost forgot about that. I always used to say, those of you those of you uh, longtime faithful listeners will remember. I would say something like, "Welcome back to another mystifying <laughs> episode episode of the Only Guest Tech Podcast." By the way, this is the Only Guest Tech Podcast right here on the Oil & Gas Global Network, the largest and most listened-to network of podcasts for the oil and energy industry. And that is uh, how I used to open a lot of shows, actually. And uh, you know what? I think, um, I think I just got tired of looking up adjectives, like new adjectives. I mean, you know, after a while, it's, it's hard. I mean, sure, you can always come up with new adjectives, but it's hard to find, to keep coming up with the ones that are sort of clever and witty in that way. So uh, I moved on to, uh, to some other way of opening the show, which is speaking of a long time ago and different ways of doing the show. Um, I, let's see, this is what, this is the first week of June, first full week of June. Um, and, uh, is when you're going to be hearing this somewhere around, oh uh, no, excuse me. No, 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 not the first week of June. <laughs> it's the second, it'll be the second week of June, maybe the 14th, the 15th is when you're listening to this. And let's see, it's going to be episode number, uh, oh boy, let's see. Episode, I think it's one, what is it, 140-something? Oh, it's going to be 150. Ah, well, there you go. 150 is a nice round number. Episode 150, uh, and and I, let's see, I took over this show from Mark LaCour uh, when he graciously handed me the keys, and uh, that was, I'm going to say, I you know, it's been going on, it's going to, it's getting close to two years, and in fact, I can tell you, Let's see. If I look here on my trusty iPad Pro um, on Apple Podcasts, let's see. The very first episode, very first episode of the Oil & Gas Tech Podcast. Uh, anyone? Anyone remember that one? It was back in May of 2019. So we just passed our three-year birthday with this show, May of 2019. I, I apologize that I, I wasn't keeping up. I didn't do a, a any, any kind of birthday celebration. But the first episode, let's see. Oh, well, well May 9th was the trailer. So that doesn't really count. Uh, May 15th, and Mark had ITC Global on the Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, OGT001. And uh, in fact, I have it right here. Let's see. You might... Oh, yeah, there he is. There's Mark. Yeah, I remember he used to do those little uh, those little intros at the beginning. I think I did that for a while, too. And then I, I quit doing those because I was pretty sure that everybody just skips past them. But, uh, ah, and then, and then we had the techno music. Right, right. This is, this is how it was. This is how it was when I inherited the show. And, of course, uh, we've done a lot of new things since. I mean, um, you know, well, we've changed up the music and we've changed up the format and done a lot of different things. Uh, by the way, I, I guess my first episode was, I, I remember it was number 63. And uh, it was with Corey Alaman from Stratus Technologies. And I think, I don't remember when we recorded it, but I think it, it hit the newsstands on, uh, yes, October 14th, 2020. 
So that puts me just a little bit past a year and a half. And that was episode 163, and I'm on 150 now, so I'm not good at math, but I think that's something like 87 episodes. So now I have done substantially more episodes on the show than Mark did when he had it originally. And anyway, the reason why I'm uh, what I'm getting what I'm what I'm building up to here, folks, is sometimes you gotta you gotta stand back and you gotta look at the show and you just gotta say, all right, well, you know, I've been doing it this way for a while. Um, and you know, maybe maybe uh, people are getting tired of that. We need to change and do something now. Don't start celebrating. I'm not handing the show off to somebody else. So for those of you who are hoping that that's how the sentence finishes, no, uh, I will still be hosting the podcast, but I am, I am thinking about, you know, what are some different things that we could do with it? And, uh, and I got, so we got some ideas. Um, it's more than just my brain working the problem. Thank goodness. And, uh, however, this is your chance to get in the action. And uh, because really, we, we make these, these programs for you, our faithful listeners. And so uh, it, what matters the most is what do you want to hear? Because if you like what you hear, then you're going to tell your friends and, and relations about it, which I hope you're doing, by the way, because I really, it, it helps. It really helps. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there. Granted, when, once you narrow yourself down to, one, <laughs> to, to the oil and gas industry, there's not as many as if you're looking for a good sports podcast. But nonetheless, there's plenty out there, and it's always good. Um, and I want to say that they're not all great. I mean, all the ones on OGGN are great, but, but you know, uh, if you're looking for a good podcast to listen to, um, it helps if somebody tells you about one that they like. So if you like this one, which I assume you do, otherwise, or, or you just accidentally changed the channel and this is what's coming over the airwaves, but assuming you like it, then uh, tell somebody about it. And you know what else? You know what I haven't had for a long time? I haven't on on Apple Podcasts. I have not had a review. In fact, the last one that I got was one year ago, and uh, and I know who this was. This was Sean McCoy. He was trying to help us out. He's one of our one of our other hosts at OGGN, and he was trying to help us out, and give everybody a good review. Except he didn't realize that he was uh, he was he was logged in on his daughter's Apple ID. And so, for those of you who have ever wondered why my my I have this review. Uh, that was left by somebody called Unicorn Life with three pink <laughs> unicorns <laughs> in the user ID. That was that's because uh, that's because Sean was on his daughter's uh, Apple ID. Anyway, besides that, uh, there, there was some there was a few there was a few reviews before that. But uh, you know, it helps. It helps if you if you give those those uh, those ratings and put a review in every once in a while. Not just for this, but for any podcast that you listen to. Uh, it really helps the hosts. Um, you know, it, it, not only does it help uh, other people uh, know that they should be listening to the show, but it helps. It kind of helps the hosts steer the content of the program. Which, getting back to that, steering the content to this program, um, this is this is your chance. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna throw it wide open and say, "Hey, everybody, let me know what you want to hear on the show," because I know none of you will <laughs> will respond. <laughs> so, I'm gonna give you a template. But before we get to that, but first. Let's see. Oh, do we have a sponsor? Do we have a sponsor for this episode? Um, by the way, while I'm looking that up, if you would like to be the sponsor, you can't be the sponsor for this episode. It's too late. It's too late. It's already it's already done. But you could be. Um, you could potentially be the sponsor of a future episode of Oil and Gas Tech. And uh, and if you and if you'd like to do that, you know it's not terribly expensive, and a lot of people get to hear. And you know what? I, you know I do such a nice job of telling about the you know who the company is and what they do and things like that. You know I try to help them out. So. Uh, you know, get in touch, Michael at OGGN.com. You can always send an email there. Let's see. Today, this is going to be the June 13th episode. And, 
I do not have a sponsor. You know what that means? That means I can say whatever I want because there's not any uh, sponsor to get upset with me. All right, moving along. Uh, oh, before we get to this whole, uh, the main thing, um, let's see. First, there was something I wanted to tell you about. Where is, ah, yeah, here we go. On a different tab, I have, now I just stumbled on this um, this Consumer Reports article. And it, it says it was actually published in 2016, July of 2016. Uh, so eight, no, what is that? That's, uh, what is that? Six, six, year, six years ago. But it also says it was updated on March 2nd of this year. Now, I don't know what the update was, but nonetheless, uh, which is why I think I, I found, but um, the, the title of this article, and you can find this out there, but I just wanted to tell, I wanted to tell you about it in case... Um, in case you've ever wondered about this, because I have wondered about this. And the article, the title is uh, Top Tier Gasoline Worth the Extra Price, comma, study shows. A study shows that top tier gasoline is worth the extra price. Now, in case, in case you're not, you're wondering, well, what do you mean by top tier gasoline? Um, uh, it doesn't just mean name brand gasoline and it doesn't necessarily mean it's not higher octane that's not what we're talking about here uh let's see an analysis by the by by the by by triple a triple a by the way triple a is a great organization and uh, they don't sponsor the show but i've been a triple a member for many 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 years and it has paid off anyway they have an analysis that reveals that gas with detergent additives can keep an engine running smoothly. Now, I've always been skeptical about this because I always feel like anytime somebody tries to convince me that something that they've added into the main thing is somehow making it better, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, health products or, uh, you know, something for my car. I'm just always skeptical. So if there's any of you out there who have a counter a counter argument to this article, uh, then, then, then jump in, jump in the game here. Cause I always love to hear all sides. But what this says is that uh, not all gasoline is created equal and uh, there's plain old and, and, and then there's top tier. And the difference between the two is significant based on an extensive, extensive study conducted by AAA uh, back in 2016. Uh, testing, blah, blah, blah. What is top tier gas? Gasoline is essentially a shared commodity. <laughs> yes, we know that. And, uh, okay. Uh, top tier gasoline was developed in 2004 to go beyond the minimum standard for detergent additives to better protect increasingly sophisticated engines and I'll, I'll tell you, that's right. I mean, I remember, I remember I used to be able to change the oil, change the spark plugs, all that business. Now, forget about it. You know, you can't, you can't do anything yourself. So it was developed in 2004 to go beyond the minimum standard for detergent additives to better protect increasingly sophisticated engines from carbon buildup and deposits on the intake valves, which can result in a rough idle acceleration hesitation. I've experienced that a few times. And knocking or pinging, which also happens as you get older. Let's see. Uh, so they have a they have a kind of a cool photo in here of three three uh, three valve valve stems, three valve stems, and um, and uh, one is nice and clean, and one is fairly clean, uh, having used top tier gasoline, and the other one is not clean at all. Uh, and it has not used top tier gasoline. All right, that's it's probably all I need to say about that. But the point is that oh, and the author of this article, Jeff Bartlett, Jeff S. Bartlett, uh, who writes for Consumer Reports among other things, and uh, let's see, Jeff's from New England, uh, and he says I have piloted uh, 
a wide variety of vehicles from a Segway to an aircraft carrier. Yes, that was my phone. Apologies, folks. I did forget to hit the old uh, do not disturb. Uh, speaking of Mark LaCour, <laughs> that was him. So well, he's going to have to wait. Uh, so Jeff Bartlett, uh, all told, I have driven thousands of vehicles from a Segway to an aircraft carrier. I mean, not too many people can claim that. Not too many people can say I've driven everything from a Segway to an aircraft. No, notice he says piloted, which I guess is a more more uh, correct uh, a more correct term. All right, uh, he has driven thousands of vehicles, many on racetracks across the globe, um, and uh, today he's working for Consumer Reports, and and uh, he it says here that he sometimes sacrifices tires in the pursuit of truth. So I got a so, so Jeff. Jeff Bartlett, I have to look for some of his other writings. But anyway, Jeff is convinced that top tier gas, based on this AAA study, is worth your wiles. And it will make your car run longer and cleaner and and pre- preserve its original performance. So anyway, um, try it out. I mean, you're going to have to use it for a while to, to know if it's doing the thing. But anyway, that's uh, from Consumer Reports. So it must be trustworthy. All right, one other thing I want to tell you about. Now, last episode, I had, it was the last episode, right? Yes, uh, Sarah Phillips telling her, <laughs> telling her fantastic story about, um, uh, well, uh, about, about a lot of things. It was everything from submersible pumps to, uh, to the beauty pageant. And, in, and toward the end of the episode, Sarah mentioned that she had, uh, was doing some good things. And she recommended a book, too, which the title is, is uh, escaping me right now, but written by Chris Wright, who is the uh, CEO of Liberty Oilfield, or sometimes known as Liberty Frack. And uh, Chris has been around the industry for a long time, very well respected. And so I just wanted to, so for those of you who uh, maybe heard that episode and said, that ah, Chris guy sounds really interesting. I, I did find a, I did stumble on an article. Um, uh, well, and now I don't have it here. I thought I had it and I don't have it with me. So Chris Wright wrote an article uh, he's up in Colorado, and um, he wrote something about inconvenient truths in the industry right now, uh, and kind of related to this uh, energy transition. And I'm just going to keep talking a little bit here while I try to find. <laughs> well, there it is. Perspective. It's a perspective article. Um, inconvenient truths about energy. Is it truths or truths? I've always wondered. Truths. Inconvenient truths. Inconvenient truths. Anyway, there's a picture of Chris there at the top of the, uh, of the uh, website, and uh, it, this was published in uh, the Gazette, some 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 Gazette, some Gazette up there in uh, in Colorado. Let's see the. It's just called the Gazette, as far as I can tell. Uh, and uh, you know, it's it's not a it's not a it's not a really long article, but it's um, but it's not short, so I can't really just summarize it for you right now. But I would say that if you're interested. Um, in a in a really solid perspective on energy transition and what what may or may not be real, um, Chris has a great perspective, and you can find this. Just just uh, search for uh, inconvenient truths about energy, Chris Wright, and you will find it. Uh, his opening paragraph says the energy transition is not happening. <laughs> so. That's a hell of a way to open the. I mean, in this day, in this day and age, I love it when somebody just lays it out there, and then he says, "Or not nearly at the pace that everyone believes or wishes, at the current rate." Rates, the transition, quote unquote, is set to finish 
in the mid 2600s, which I think is also when the Star Trek Enterprise uh, perhaps was maybe, uh, no, I think that was much later. Um, but anyway, 2600s is, is, is a long way off. Uh, can say really, really long way off. And uh, let's see the U- the United Nations Rio Convention. Now, he just wrote this a couple of months ago in March. Rio Convention uh, and subsequent Kyoto Protocol launched the energy trans the energy transition drive was I guess he's saying it, was, it officially commenced in 1992. And global energy consumption from hydrocarbons has grown massively since then, with market share only declining by four percentage points over the last 30 years. From 87% in 1992 down to 83% today. So, so we're still up over 80%. Hydrocarbon is a market share of uh, consumed energy. And, uh, and now, lest you think this is just another uh, uh, piece of propaganda from one end of the spectrum or the other, Chris says, I am not celebrating this fact as I have spent years working on energy transition technologies. So... Um, so Chris is not somebody who says that we shouldn't be transitioning uh, the energy, <laughs> that we shouldn't be pursuing an energy transition, but uh, uh, because he has worked on, on, on the problem himself, but he does present a really excellent uh uh, perspective here on uh, let's see. I'll just give you the sub the subheadings, right? So, recognizing reality, in denial about demand, failed energy policies, and misplaced faith. So, have a look at that. That'll be good. It's a good little thing to read when you need something to read. All right, moving along. Now, here's the here's the main thing. The main thing is uh it is uh, as i mentioned we want to we always want to do some different things with the show so we're working on um working on some ideas there but um and and i'll give you a little hint it might involve video might might involve video now um not everybody would celebrate that fact necessarily but um (laughs) but sometimes you know it's nice to see people when they're talking so uh, anyway, um, but, but for now, but for now, here's what I want you to think about. Uh, I got I have here on my, uh, trusty iPad pro, uh, a whole bunch of browser tabs open. Uh, I got a whole, there's a whole bunch of tabs here and, um, and they all lead me to the same conclusion, which is that, uh, I can't find what I'm looking for. And, and what I've been looking for is what are the, what, what what do people what what do the uh, the experts say are the major technology trends now going forward in oil and gas and what's going to drive uh, innovation and, um, and because I thought you know when I started the show uh, or when I when I when I took over uh, uh, almost two years ago uh, you know there were a lot of new there were a lot of hot topics. There a lot of hot topics that, that we were that we we did, uh, and and hopefully we didn't get too, too repetitious. Uh, but there were but there was so much to be said about ITOT convergence and and the new things that were happening with um, with with analytics and AI and and of course cybersecurity was in the limelight even before that pipeline thing. And uh, anyway, there was you know there was the usual usuals of all the things that everybody was working on how to do more things with data, how to get more out of your data. And, um, um, and, and, and I think we're at a point now where, 
as I continue, we continue to roll out episodes and I talk to different people. And it seems like for a lot of those things that were, that were the hot topics, uh, you know, 12 months ago, 18 months ago, uh, something like that. Um, you, we're, we're kind of, we, we, we've moved past the, the inventing them and learning about them and talking about what they are. And uh, we've moved into, we're kind of in the phase now of where we're, now we're, we're doing them, right? We're, we're implementing, we're adopting, what have you, um, and and so it's just not. It's it, there's still interesting things, and I'm and I know that there's interesting uh, permutations and new kind of ways that people are digging in around those different those different uh, uh, areas of of how business and technology are changing. But the the um, but for the most part, it's not as interesting to talk about them as it was before because we all know what they are and we're all busy uh, trying to get them done. M- much like the episode that um, a couple couple back with Landon Howell, my, my buddy Landon from uh, Marathon Oil, if you noticed a lot of what he described, and, and this was great to hear, but it wasn't about what are the new things. It was how we're, how we're using the new things and how we're getting business value. And thank goodness, because without that, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just another... Uh, it's it, yeah we we have to it's good that we're getting that we're getting the value and that uh it's all becoming a reality but uh you know on podcasts we want to hear about uh, especially a tech show uh you know usually we we, we want to hear about what's next what's new what's uh what's something that we don't know about that we haven't heard about yet and so uh, you know here it is it's midway through 2022 and i thought this is a good time to stop and and kind of look at what are the you know usually if you've listened you know that it's, it's various points in the year i like to either look at what do the experts say is coming up or sometimes i do a look back and say well what did they say was going to happen this year and then we kind of think about well what what really did happen this year and did we get it right? And so it's mid-year 2022. And I thought, all right, let me see what's, uh, what, what new things are, are coming down the, down the pike here. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not finding a lot. Uh, at least I'm not finding a lot of commentary and except the commentary that I am finding from people like, uh, you know, like our friends over at Deloitte and I love those guys and, and we do some stuff with them. Um, and, uh, you know, here's one, um, 2022 oil and gas industry outlook. And, and I know this is, you know, they write this broadly from a, from a broad industry you know, business kind of point of view, but usually they've got a, a section on on digital, you know, or at least a paragraph or something. And somewhere in the outlook, there's you know the last couple of years, two, three, four years, digital um, has featured prominently. And you know, here's the uh, the five trends um, that they're highlighting for 2022. The, the impact of oil price, sure, obviously, um, but they're linking that to boosting energy transition plans, um, high oil prices, boosting energy transition plans, uh, M&A, you know, bigger, more, more uh, merger and acquisition, but, but they're linking that to ESG playing a larger role in M&A, okay. Um, oil field services as a trend, I don't know, I'd have to read this to understand a little bit better, but uh, business model shifting uh, to enable a new energy era, uh, nothing, nothing in any of these yet about really about digital technology. And uh, number five, and this one comes up a lot, which is workforce and talent 
greener jobs and, and differentiated benefits. Uh, differentiated benefits. I think that's code for what what <laughs> what the younger generation wants their company, their employers to be like. Uh, you know, which is good. We got to we got to we got to look at that and uh, help secure return and retention of workforce. Okay, so what, what you have here, so. I mean, it's all good stuff, but, you know, as the host of the tech podcast, I'm a little disappointed because I don't see my thing in here anywhere. Um, uh, and I'm sure if you dig in, you know, you get to some things. But you, but, but you also notice that all of these things, you know, are linked back somehow to energy transition, ESG, et cetera. So that's and that's a great topic, but it's not what this show is about. So uh, that's not helping me. And then let's see if I go over here to uh, to Ian Y, Ernst and Young. Um, and uh, pressure to decarbonize and the reaction of capital markets, uh, continued structural, uh, this is about investment community. Um, some oil and gas companies view ESG excellence as a competitive advantage and will invest. Capital discipline, operational excellence. Okay, we're getting closer to home here. Uh, capital discipline and operational excellence are expected to remain as priorities in oil and gas. But then when you read this, um, I just don't... A lot about ESG, a lot about um, uh, M&A. It's almost like the same as the Deloitte article. Uh, nothing about digital, nothing about tech. And I, the same thing happens. Um, uh, even even Gartner. Um, now, Gartner says, and I can't see this whole report because I'm not a Gartner, just a subscriber, but uh, um, oil and gas companies are using digital technologies to develop a broad spectrum of new business capabilities. Now, they don't say what those capabilities are, but I only read you the second half of the sentence because the first half of the sentence says, in response to rising disruption from decarbonization, energy transition, and climate concerns, oil and gas companies are using digital technologies, etc., new business capabilities. So, uh, what, I'm what I'm getting from this is that... Um, most of the tech, it, you you would think, just looking at what's in 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 these publications, you would you would be led to believe uh, that all of the investment, all of the digital tech innovation type of investment right now is going toward uh, ESG and decarbonization and greener this and 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 et cetera, um, climate concerns and all those pressures and and. I, I don't doubt that there is a great deal of investment going into those things, but I got to believe, and this is, this is where it comes back around to you folks that are out there listening, if you're in the industry. So if you are in working in the oil and gas industry, or if you are, you know, as, as, a, a, as an operator or oil service company or what have you, or if you are uh, working with your clients, customers, uh, providing products and services into the industry. Anyway, if you're, if you're an industry insider and you're still out there in operations, um, now when I say operations, I mean that broadly. I don't just mean in the specific sense of, of you know, like, a, like, a, like in a new project offshore. You have projects that start the thing and then they hand it off to operations. I'm just saying out there in the world where the engineers and the scientists and all of the, and, and, and all of the, um, and then all the people that put their hands on the stuff and and cause hydrocarbons to come out of the ground and move through all their different various stages of transportation and processing until they get into gas tanks or uh, or winter outerwear. Um, if you're in that world, I, I know that you've got your that you're pursuing 
t- new innovations and new, te- or, or even if you're just continuing, even if it's new, um, you're elaborating on the things that we've already been doing for the for the last few years. Um, but I know that there's time and money and sweat and and all of that going into c- continuing to improve the uh, the efficiency, the safety, the cleanness uh, of of oil and gas operations uh, around the world. And the reason why I know this is because there has always been, um, uh, there's always, there has always been time and money and, and sweat going into those things, even before, uh, even before we, talk, we ever talked about digital transformation. And of course you hear me, that's a little bit the, it's a little bit the soapbox of the show, but, um, but, but we've always done it, and and uh, and even before we ever talked about ESG and, and things like that. So I, um, so this is the this is my request of you, faithful listeners, is if you are a person who says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," you should see what we're doing over here. It's it's fantastic. Um, or if you say you're a person who says, "I am really passionate about this part of the business, and uh, and it doesn't get a whole lot of attention, but we have got some great things going on here, and it's making our business uh, making things run faster, safer, cleaner, whatever." Uh, then, if you're if, if you're anything like anybody like that, then you need to get in touch and um, and don't say. You know, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on a podcast. Everybody's on a podcast these days. Everybody's either on a podcast or hosting a podcast. The podcast are where all the cool kids are at, and uh, it's no pressure. And and we'll just sit and we'll talk about what you're doing, um, or you know, uh, bring a friend. Uh, you know, one or two people is good. I, I can't. You can't bring your whole team on the podcast <laughs> to talk about what you're doing, but but one or two people is good. And I would love to get some frontline stories, even if you're not an industry expert. You know, you don't have to be. Um, you know, you don't have, let's see who have I had on lately, uh, like Mark Mills or, um, or, or even some of the folks that we've had on scripted. You don't, you don't have to be like an industry expert to come on. I just want to hear what people are doing out there. And I realize that sometimes you work for companies and you're really not allowed to talk about what you're doing, but you know, maybe we can just talk in the abstract or what have you. So that's the, uh, so that's the thing. And, and, and in terms of shaping how the show goes forward, I'd really like to focus, uh, more on, I mean, if that's what it is, if it's that, okay, we invented a bunch of stuff a few, you know, two, three, four years ago, and now we're figuring out all the different ways to use that stuff. Then let's get some, some good stories about how people are using it. And, and of course, those efforts always lead to even more innovations, more inventions, more things um, that uh, that that we can that we can hear about and we can learn about and, and things like that. So that's uh, so I'm just throwing that out there. Get in touch with me, Michael at OGGN.com. Uh, you don't have to be in Houston. We got a, like a nice remote uh, online platform that we use. It's uh, works very well. It's the same one that the, that the, all the big guys, the like New York times and, and all those guys use, um, in the wall street journal. And, uh, we can do it that way if you're not in Houston or if you are in Houston, we can get together at, uh, so, so our friends over at arc specialties, Dan and Johnny over at arc specialties. And you've, you've heard them on the show and you've seen them uh, if, if you haven't seen them on Unscripted, then you need to see them on Unscripted. And uh, I talked about Unscripted last episode, so I'm not going to give you the pitch on that, but you should be watching it. Um, um, they're, they're, so we're kind of we're, we're kind of teaming up a little bit on some stuff, and they're putting together a nice little new podcast studio over at their at their facility, uh, which is uh, which I like to refer to as the Robot Factory, and uh, and it's coming together nicely. Johnny's doing a fantastic job, and so we can get together over there. 
and and we can talk about what you are doing. All right, that 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 is. Uh, I think I think I'm going to wrap it up for today. I'll, well, I I also want to say that um, there's one more thing. If uh, just like Colombo, just just one more thing. Um, if you if you say I'm not really one of those people, <laughs> or um or I'm just deathly afraid of getting on a microphone and talking. Uh, but I would like to, you know, if there's stuff that you're hearing about out there and you think it'd be great if we covered it on this show, then let me know about it. Because after all, like I said at the beginning, I think I said this at the beginning, um, I've done a couple of takes, so I can't now remember exactly what I said <laughs> and what I didn't say. But, uh, uh, um, but you know, we, the show is for the audience. So uh, let's hear what the audience wants to hear about. And like I said, we're, uh, we're, we're looking at some new ways to do some new things, not just with the show, but with everything on OGGN. So if you have some ideas, then I would love to hear about them. Uh, and in the meantime, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, thanks, of course, to uh, all the OGGN crew for all the hard work, most especially my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. And our new producer, Audrey, who is uh, really ironing out the behind the scenes uh, situa- situation that we have over here. It's, I'll, I'll tell you folks, it's busy. There's always a lot going on and we're very thankful to have Audrey in place uh, doing what it is she does as our producer. And so with that, I will say, remember that just because we're doing a lot of cool stuff now in the oil and gas industry, doesn't mean that we weren't doing a lot of cool stuff before. And in fact, we've always, always been innovating and always finding new ways to run the business, run the industry and uh, protect people and protect the planet and all those good things. that We've been doing it for a long time, folks. So the next time you hear somebody say something not like that, then that's when you can give them that little history lesson and explain to them that we were tech before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.